Welcome to Interdimensional Coffee Talk. I am Beverly Isla. On this podcast, we talk about the awakening journey, otherworldly beings and guides, as well as how those two topics are closely interrelated. If you are in any way interested in discovering who you really are, what you are capable of, and who else is cheering you on, I encourage you to listen to the episodes and follow the experts that you resonate with. This knowledge is available for everyone. Now, everyone's journey will be different, so enjoy the process and be present to both the challenges and the miracles that come your way on this path. Today's guest is Lily Nova. She is an astrophotographer as well as a contactee with otherworldly beings and have been sharing their messages. In this episode, we will talk about her journey into discovering her spirituality and gifts and being in contact with her star family and other beings. She will discuss how you can also enjoy your multidimensional journey. All right, we have Lily Nova with us, and she has such an amazing story. I heard it actually on Megan's channel. <laughs> when I was watching, I was like, oh my God, I got to reach out to her. So tell us your journey into this whole multidimensionality and being a contactee with otherworldly beings is pretty recent within the last three years, right? Yeah, it happened about two years ago. Yep, November. I've gotten the crash course in all of this. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about that before it all started i see you're an astrophotographer and you're still doing that mm -hmm. is that like how did it start yeah so before this i'm also a nutritionist and i went to oh, awesome yeah so i went to school for that i got a dietetics degree i was practicing nutrition and then whenever covid happened a little bit after that i started you know we go through changes and the stars were pulling me, you know, we're in lockdown, so there's nowhere to go, nothing to do. <laughs> so I started going out and stargazing every single night. And I really got into astrophotography, which is taking photos of, you know, the night sky, I take photos of galaxies, the Milky Way. Oh, you have great ones. I saw, <laughs> I'm like, wow. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it became a really big passion of mine. I fell in love with it. And a few months after getting into that, I had my first UFO encounter. And then it became me just going out and exploring and investigating these UFOs. They started popping up left and right. In a matter of two weeks, I had like 14 UFO and was able to document most of those with my camera. And that transitioned into learning how to communicate and make contact with them, initiate contact with them. And then I began meditating. They began teaching me spirituality and I started to actually be able to see these beings. They would telepathically send me visions. And as I began meditating, they started showing me all of these things. And now I've become a cosmic channeler. So I, I do star origins readings for people and I, I'm easily able to make contact with a variety of different beings. And they really focused on DNA activation with me as I began, you know, learning. And that's what they worked with me heavily on was beginning to activate my DNA and helping others to activate their DNA because we have all of this incredible DNA that has just been dormant. And you develop psychic abilities and wake up to your multi-dimensionality. So that quickly how it all <laughs> unfolded. <laughs> Let's go back to your first encounter uh, with extraterrestrials. Was that while you were out there working? My first encounter actually happened, it was in November. 
so I guess about exactly two years ago. It was a random night. I stepped outside to get some fresh air. And keep in mind, like, I was not into UFOs. I didn't know anything. I mean, I was open to it, and I've always felt drawn to the mysteries of the universe, but I wasn't like a cliche like UFO person or anything like that. I wasn't very spiritual either. I was open to it. So this just happened very spontaneously. I stepped outside to get some fresh air and I looked up at the stars. It, it was like almost two o'clock in the morning. It was a cold, just quiet, dead night. And whenever I look up at the stars, I immediately locked eyes with a hovering craft, a hovering light above the neighborhood. And I was like, I think that's a UFO. You know, I rolled it, ruled everything else out. I started getting really excited. I started recording it on my phone or trying to record it. And then an orange glowing light appeared at the end of my street. And I looked over and just realized how eerie and dead silent it was. And whenever I looked back over to where the, the UFO was, a second one had appeared. And this one was much, much closer. It was like a few houses down. It was a diamond shape. I could see the lights, the red and blue-green strip of lights going across it. It was metallic, and I was bending my neck to look up at it. So it was a very, very close encounter, and it went up, down, side to side very, very quickly to show me its moves. <laughs> and that, like, my jaw just, like, dropped to the floor, and I actually started shaking. I was still recording on my phone, and you can actually – it shows up as, like, a white light on the video that I took, but you can actually hear me start shaking and I take a few steps back because then it starts coming straight to me. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, straight to me. And I was like, holy crap, this thing is coming right, like right here until it was like above my head. And I was almost anticipating a beam of light coming down and me getting beamed up, but then nothing happened. And so I, I jumped up, I, I looked up, and it had completely vanished. I think it either went straight up or it cloaked, it went into another dimension. So that was my first encounter. It was very, very close, very close. And then yeah. how frequent did it start happening after that? That like really rocked my world. It's very paradigm shifting. And I tried telling people about it. Mm. I was so excited and just like, and almost like, like in awe, like this is so important. Nobody believed me, of course. They thought I was looking at like Mars or saw a drone or something like that. But about a month later, I had my second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, <laughs> eighth, ninth, tenth experiences. It So they gave me a month to like integrate and process. In December, it was early January, I went to this astronomy park by myself to go shoot some photos. And Suddenly, I was surrounded by UFOs. They were in every direction. And were you able to discern like whether or not they were bad or good? Well, I believe that they were good, but at the time, I had no idea. But I knew that my curiosity was greater than any fear. But it did freak me out. Whenever I realized I was surrounded and there's nothing but cornfields around me, there was like a ship probably about... 50, 60 feet in front of me behind like a thin layer of trees I actually recorded a beam of light coming from it. And there was glowing lights in every direction over the tree line hovering back and forth. They were moving like bees actually, just kind of like hovering, going back and forth. I thought about like leaving because I was like, holy crap, this is really intense, but I was surrounded. So I was like, I don't know if they know that I'm here. 
because I was sitting in my car at the time. And I was like, okay, maybe they don't know that I'm here. So I'm just going to stay here and wait them out. Now I know that they knew that I was there. <laughs> That's funny. You just start yelling, oh, I'm here. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. So I was kind of like trapped a little bit and I just started recording them. And I stayed up there until sunrise before I left. That's amazing. At this point, you were still not kind of deep in your spiritual journey. Am I correct? Yeah, I had what I'd call like a, a spiritual awakening a few years prior, but it had nothing to do. It wasn't like deep spiritual awakening. You know, I like I was aware of the chakras. I had done a lot of inner work. I had a spiritual experience, but I didn't know anything about star seeds or UFOs. And so that really blew me away whenever I started investigating these UFOs and they started communicating with me and spirituality is what they had to show me and tell me. Mm, let's talk about that. So how did that look like to you? Because I mean, obviously, you're doing telepathy, which most of these beings, that's their way of communicating. Like, how did you know what was what? Mm -hmm. It took some practice. So over the span of probably like three or four months, it was me like documenting them a lot and talking to them. I remember the first night I just tried talking to them. I went on a walk and I was like, I don't know if you guys can hear me. I was just talking up, looking up at the sky. But, you know, why are you guys showing up? What do you want me to do? Do you want me to show people this footage? Am I supposed to help bring, you know, disclosure? And the next day or later that night, I received like a sign that was answering, directly answering my question. Then I realized, okay, they are listening. <laughs> and then it just took kind of some practice. I started receiving, you know, what's known as downloads, intuitive gut feelings, and often they'd show me signs in the clouds. It sounds kind of weird, but that's a big way that they communicated in the beginning. And then I began working on my third eye and could receive like telepathic visions and information that way. Visual telepathy is kind of like my main thing, how I get a lot of my information. So I meditated and worked on that. But before that, they were communicating with me through the clouds and through feelings so they would show me like a heart in the clouds. They would show me the, an eye in the clouds. They were showing me DNA in the clouds, telling me that our DNA is really important and, you know, the eye of the creator. And they would show me their faces in the clouds too. That's um, amazing that they chose that route with you, probably because you're an astrophysicist, so you have that eye for the sky. Yeah, I was always looking up. And so I started recording these clouds and taking these pictures because it just blew me away. I was like, I'm literally communicating with an otherworldly intelligence right here and nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> Did you post those photos somewhere? I have posted some of them. Yeah, I've got a bunch of folders I probably need to um, need to go through, but I do. I have posted some of them. Yeah, on my YouTube channel and stuff. Oh, on your YouTube channel. And what's that? What's the channel? Lily Nova Starseed. Okay, perfect. Just so it's out there. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone's curious. Yeah. And I also, I started posting them on TikTok. YouTube has been more recent in the last six months, but I was posting a lot of the footage on TikTok and my name on there is lilynova.in.space. So I've got a lot of, um, a lot of it on TikTok as well. Perfect. Hopefully you're, you're met with more acceptance than, <laughs> than the opposite. Yeah. I mean, it was a mixed bag. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> but I had some, I had some viral videos and, and met a lot of cool people through TikTok, but I feel moving over to YouTube, the community is uh, 
TikTok, your videos are shown to anybody and everybody. YouTube, mm. you feel, there's more of that community factor, I feel like. Right. Or yeah. you can also try Rumble. Yeah. So we can pretty much say that you are a starseed. But in your opinion, like, what does it mean to be a starseed? What does it mean to be multidimensional? To me, multidimensionality, everyone has access to that. It depends on how they pretty much dive into that and build it. Starseeds... They're a different breed. Like, they're not everybody's a starseed. And correct me if I'm wrong, whatever messages that you're getting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I feel like everything started to make sense. They they waited to tell me that they were my star family and that I was a starseed. Mm. That was very paradigm shifting. But then everything started to make sense because, you know, you grow up feeling different. You grow up more empathic, more intuitive. You aren't hip with like the status quo you're not you know you're always kind of going against the grain and I found that a lot of star seeds feel that way and it you know the black sheep so it's oh you totally get it (laughs) right so then it starts to make sense like oh I wasn't weird you know there's nothing (laughs) wrong with me I just have an older soul and I have access to more of this wisdom, more of like those psychic gifts. Some people have premonitions. Some people can really feel other people's energy and and read energy and things like that. So just everything starts to make sense. And when they told me that they were my star family and I was a star seed, I bawled my eyes out. (laughs) You just resonated with that. Mm. Yeah. And it's mind blowing. It is. So a starseed is essentially a soul that is usually an old soul that has spent time on other planets, other galaxies, things like that. And we also have access to begin to remember these higher dimensions and these gifts that we've had. That's like the most exciting part is all of these amazing, incredible gifts that we have. Mm -hmm. I think that is the, the key to differentiate is that some people are just, it comes easier for them Mm -hmm. to download this information versus those that just, they may very well be getting downloads, but they're just kind of shrugging it off and they're not doing anything with it. Mm -hmm. So it's great that you just dove right in. And from what I heard with your interview with Megan is that you were, were you a nurse? No, Megan was a nurse. I was a nutritionist. Yes, you were the nutritionist. And then you you quit, right? Yeah. Now looking back, I know that like it was destiny. I built my whole life around being a nutritionist. I wanted to start and fuel a nutrition and mental health revolution that I felt so called because there's so much corruption and mm-hmm. so many mental health issues and the, the food, there's terrible things in our food that lower IQ, they make you more sheep-like, they cause anxiety, depression, all of these diseases. My dad died spontaneous abruptly died of a heart attack at age 45. And that's what really, and he was, he looked healthy and we found out it was heart disease and that just tore me up so bad. That's whenever I, after that, I had my first spiritual awakening working through that trauma, but that made me want to change the world. Absolutely. That's, that's amazing that you're turning trauma into a healing mm-hmm. and you're, that's your expression of to the world. That's yeah. I love, I love hearing that and seeing that from what I'm hearing is that you would probably agree to say that the awakening journey is congruent with being a contactee from otherworldly beings. Why do you think that is? To me, it's not separate at all. It's a marriage. (laughs) You can't do one without the other. Yeah. Well, 
and, and through this, I've done a lot of healing. So this completely took over my life. I quit my job as a nutritionist and I was teaching health and nutrition classes. I quit that. Then the UFO thing started happening. It completely took over my life because I knew I just felt so called. I knew it was so important. And I did a lot of healing for months and months and months and, and developing the skills and abilities to communicate. And, and you have to face your inner shadows too and just heal that trauma from childhood. So it can be a bumpy road, but what I found through this is that we all have star families, all of us. And even if you can't hear them, it doesn't mean that they are not there and they they will communicate with you. They will show you signs and they will help you through the healing process. They will help you to activate your gifts and things like that. So we're not alone. Everybody can talk to and connect with their star family. And it, it feels like love, just unconditional, pure love. And like, how did you come to know where your roots are? Like, do you know which mm -hmm. civilization, which star system out there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my first, it's very intuitive also. Like if you feel called to a certain star, the star Sirius is up now over winter in the Orion constellation. I just fell in love with the star Sirius and I started doing digging on it. This is before the communication really ramped up before I was receiving visions. I felt so called to it. I knew I was looking up at that star and I'm like, I know they're up there. So I, I found that I do have a connection with the star Sirius and many of us do. And through meditation, I, I also actually, before my psychic abilities were really developed, I went to go see two different psychics. One of them told me my Lyran star family was there. And then another one told me the Pleiadians have been visiting me. Those are a lot of the UFOs. So Sometimes it's good to go see, you know, a psychic or get another perspective on it. And then after that, after I knew who they were, communication ramped up and they, they began sending me visions of my past. So Lyra is a big one, Sirius and the Pleiades. Mm, beautiful. Now, what visions were you getting? They showed me a lot of like past and parallel lifetimes my first like major downloads, I saw all of these different beings and all of these different scenes. I didn't understand what it meant at first. And then I realized it was like, it, it was my guides and in, in past and parallel lifetimes. They kind of give you like a little piece of the puzzle at a time. And I've also had a couple spontaneous regressions. I was downloaded with, you know, I was here, I was in this this situation and this happened to me they showed me a life from uh, medieval times where I was burned as a witch at the stake but I was not I wasn't a witch I was a, a healer but you know in me medieval times right. they were burning everybody <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so that's actually a, a trauma that a lot of starseeds have living on earth because we are different so a lot of us have been killed for thinking differently and having gifts. But so they showed me that they've shown me lifetimes on Lyra. They've shown me visions of UFOs and dinosaurs. They showed me some of our history. So the, the ETs have been here for a very, very long time. They've showed me Atlantis. They've shown me uh, bits and pieces of inner earth and inner earth beings. And I just kind of got to meet a bunch of different ETs. They were kind of like showing me what they look like so I've seen a large variety and just kind of things like that. Yeah. So the, you've met a variety of beings and were they in telepathic form or were they in visual with the eyes? So 
What I've found through taking pictures of them, a lot of the time they are there. We just can't see them with our yes. own eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So I've caught light beings on camera. One was standing right in front of my face and I did not see it, but it showed up on the picture. And I've recorded a lot of like orbs. Sometimes they'll show as orbs. They can project their consciousness as these glowing orbs. So that's how it started in the beginning. And then as I began meditating, I developed visual telepathy. So they send me telepathic visions. It's almost like remote viewing. I've seen visions where, you know, my eyes are closed and they're showing me like the inside of a ship or I see these beings appear. It's like looking into another dimension. Mm. And then more recently, I have been developing the ability to see them with my eyes open where the other night, for example, I was sitting outside, I was looking up at the sky, up at the stars, and suddenly I saw these silhouettes in the sky and I started to see like all of the energy. Like if you kind of just relax oh, your okay. eyes. Yep. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Just kind of relax your eyes and you see all of this energy. And I began seeing silhouettes. I knew, it. okay, the Pleiadians, it was the Pleiadians. It looked like they were, in, and they moved in front of me to where it was like this big bubble or this this craft right in front of me but you could barely see it it was just starting to like come through very like metaphysical like and yes yeah pretty trippy and i could see these beings like walking back and forth but there was like a group of them standing just like staring right at me <laughs> they're like yeah we see you but you can't really see us <laughs> yeah. i think it's either because they they're either cloaked or because they're in a different dimension and they're just projecting themselves sometimes it does come a little it barely comes through in our visual eyes uh that's probably why but in terms of of them kind of training you in your multi-dimensionality how did that look like because it's not like okay lily this is module one <laughs> this yeah. is module two like how did it come <laughs> yeah well so whenever communication like ramped up with them and i i began communicating more one-on-one -on -one with them like the first thing they taught me the basics at first they taught me we are all one we are all connected understanding that is really really important that's kind of like the the foundation we are all one. We are all connected. We are connected with these beings. And I've also found that a lot of these ETs are actually us from a parallel reality or from the mm -hmm. future. Yep. So another foundational thing they taught me is that the past, present, and future are all happening at the same time. So you can, you can like remote view any place, you know, you have to kind of practice and stuff, but you can view any place because it's all one thing. So you can project your consciousness anywhere and you can connect with beings who are in another galaxy or who are in another dimension because we are all connected through consciousness. Consciousness is like the, the key piece of it. So I would definitely advise like looking more into the science of consciousness. That's what I was studying whenever these UFOs started appearing. And then the, one of the first things they taught me also was the heart chakra. I was surprised that these ETs, beings from another planet, told me that I need to work on my heart chakra. I was like, really? And uh, that's, that's one of the biggest keys because our heart is a portal, what they've taught me. And a lot of us have a lot of trauma around our heart. So they began uh, helping me with healing work. Because we have to release our density. We have to release these old 
deep wounds so that we can ascend, so that we can raise our vibration, and then we can perceive them better. Right. Hence, people need to really proactively pursue their awakening journey. Yeah. <laughs> There's no sidestepping it. <laughs> no, absolutely I mean, not. Yeah. Some people may have it easier than others, but I mean, it's it's going to take some work. But the good thing is we have a lot of helping hands. We have family. These are our kin. They want to see us succeed. We're like the inside guys. We came in for this mission. We're experiencing it from the first person perspective. We're in the mud and then out there in other dimensions, but close by. Or they've also showed me one way that they communicate often is through dreams. So if you receive a dream, you see an ET, a UFO, or a scene, anything, it's not just a dream. It, there's a purpose for it and there's a message and they can communicate that way. But they showed me a dream where there was tons of ships in the sky. We just couldn't see them. They're up there. Oh, I believe that for sure, especially right now. <laughs> especially mm -hmm. right now. Yep. And for those that aren't into, you know, meditating or probably question what's the meaning of the word consciousness, how would you talk to somebody about that? Like, mm -hmm. well, consciousness is, and you know, we're still learning about it, but that's essentially what all of this is. That's what source is pure consciousness. And, and it's, it's all one, like I said. So everything's connected and kind of learning to train your mind. Like it, there's a phrase, the universe is mental. We are creating our own reality. We are experiencing this. So really you have to kind of become like a master of your mind. But that, Yeah, thank you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> when you create your own experience and they, they trained me through that too. They, they would show me like, laws of the universe, manifestation, like if you're looking too hard for something or want something so bad, you are putting out a frequency of lack mm -hmm. and, and that's yeah. repelling it. Yeah. So that's another big thing that they were teaching me laws of attraction. Actually, <laughs> they're teaching me manifestation. <laughs> the right way to do it. Yeah. And for meditation, it's something I wasn't good at it in the beginning, but it will change your life. If you can get yourself to do it, in a matter of two weeks, you will be a different person if you can just do it every day. And I started off with five minutes. I worked my way up to 10 minutes and then I worked my way up from there. But even just like 10 minutes, 10 to 20 minutes each day. And I did it in the shower to kind of make myself do it because, you know, I was already going to take a shower. So I had no excuse not to just turn on like a 10 minute guided meditation and listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it gets easier. And I began receiving telepathic visions and visions by the end of week two. So then it became exciting because then I'm like accessing this new information and being able to channel. Then it becomes fun. But for those who don't, meditation may not be their thing. I would still advise to try it. But you can also just go outside and stargaze, watch the sunset, go for a walk, do something you enjoy. You really just need to get yourself in um, a relaxed, blissful state. And that's when you can, that's when the magic happens and when you can be able to receive these messages because your vibration is raised. Yeah, absolutely. It is really just being present, even if you're walking, even if you're moving. So meditation isn't always, <laughs> let's sit cross-legged and stay there right. for five hours. Yeah. And I find that 
the challenges that we all have, especially with, you know, what's being forcibly imposed on us to keep us in sheet mode, that's something to be mindful too, because, you know, for us to navigate all those distortions and corruption within all systems, and I mean, including the agendas of the exospecies, like obviously there's going to be, you know, a malevolent piece to every civilization, including the star nations. So that's why to me, discernment is probably the key to going down the right path for you. Did they teach you like about discernment? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a really key component, especially as you're awakening to your multi-dimensionality, these other dimensions and and you're developing your psychic abilities. I focused on discernment for at least a couple of weeks where I asked my guides, asked Star Family for assistance with learning discernment. So asking is like the number one first thing. Ask and you receive. It'll come in different ways. You put that intention out there. My intention is to learn discernment. And they kind of gave me like a crash course in it. I also learned the importance of it because as my psychic abilities were developing, I was beginning to also sense negative energy. Yes. Yep. And so what I do, it doesn't happen very often anymore, but if there's any time where I sense something negative or I may receive some visions, I may see like an ET that I, or a being that I'm not sure, you know, what's going on with it, doesn't maybe doesn't feel right. You know, I do not give consent and reinstate. I'm only connecting to the highest love and light, positive, benevolent beings with my best intention in mind. And that just cuts it right off, typically. That's awesome that that you do that every single time, even with just regular energy healing work. That's just to me, it's just good energetic hygiene to have those protection and intentions. Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing that I learned cleansing and clearing. I need to make a workshop because there's so many like moving parts in this. Yeah. But I like to break it down into very simple and easy steps. It is manageable. Cleansing and clearing your energy each day because a lot of this negative energy floating around, it, it's your old negative energy that hasn't been processed and released, or energy from your neighbor, from your coworker, from the collective. There's a lot of chaos going on right now. So this energy can get stuck to you. So just taking a few seconds to cleanse and clear your energy each day. You can do it in the shower. You can do it whenever you wake up before bed. Like that changed my life within a week also. You stop um, attracting. Also keeping yourself in a higher vibe state by doing things that make you happy, going on a walk, spending time in nature. Nature is so healing. It raises your vibration and then you won't attract more of that negative energy. So if you get yourself in like a loving state, a happy state, then that's what you're going to attract also. Yes. Yep. Totally agree. Now, what are your, what are your top tips? Like if obviously depression and anxiety is really high right now. So what would you suggest for folks experiencing that? Because they're going to be in a place where they're not going to want to even go outside for a walk, maybe. Yeah, I know. And and what I'm finding is it's a part of the process. Whenever these UFOs started showing up, I was going, I was straight up not having a good time. I was having like a, a life crisis. I quit my job as a nutrition. That was my career. And I loved it so much. And some bad things happened. And I just like lost everything. Yeah, I felt very lost. I felt very stuck. And what I'm finding is these higher vibrations, which the vibration of the planet is raising, everybody's vibration is raising, that that's going to bring out this negative energy, this these negative trapped emotions 
they're going to come out to play and to process. So I feel like kind of depression and anxiety is can be a natural part of releasing it. Even to this day, I have a month ago, I, I had a big move and there's a, actually a portal in the new house that I'm living in. The vibration's really high here, but it was kicking up a lot of, of internal things I needed to release. So I was feeling some anxiety and depression. I think it's a natural process. It's you feeling it to release it. So don't feel bad if you are having kind of a rough time. Just know that it will pass and it's just part of the process. But meditating, doing work on the chakras helps so much because then you're helping move that energy and and process it and release it. I also do live activations every Sunday on my YouTube channel where we do different things. I have an episode where we cleanse and clear all negative energy, any negative entities. And I have one recently where we worked with the kundalini energy, all of the chakras. I call on different star beings like the Arcturians, the Pleiadians to assist us with healing and energy work and also just connecting us to our star families and things like that. So that's actually been a very valuable resources. The experiences that people are having are really profound. You don't have to be a master meditator to do it. You can just listen to it and it's automatically like healing and doing work. Yes. That's what I like to remind people. Sometimes you there are passive uh, strategies out there. So I'm glad that you mentioned that about your YouTube channel. Yeah. And that's what the ETs <laughs> have been. They've been showing me this for a while and source my guides there. I said, okay, what do you want me to do? What should I do? They showed me this. I have singing bowls. They showed me the singing bowls and they showed me YouTube and they said, do the live activations. That's number one priority. It's doing mm. it. Yeah. So please <laughs> check it out. You guys, <laughs> <laughs> it's so helpful. <laughs> Yeah, I'll put a link in the in the show notes. Now, in terms of what we can expect going forward, mm-hmm. do you have any insight on that? Yeah. So right now is a very pivotal moment. Things are really picking up and people are supposed to meet their star families. They are supposed to connect, connect with their star families. So it's disclosure and contact is happening. Like crazy right now. <laughs> yeah, crazy. And it's only going to pick up more. You know, we're in preparation for like mass contact. But right now, our star families are beginning to introduce themselves to us, beginning to show more signs that they are there. They just may not. You'll know for sure when, when you're ready, but you can always talk to them or ask, ask to meet them or ask for their help. So we're supposed to work with our star families. There are many and like I said, a lot of these these ETs are us from the future, are from different realities. So they are you. A lot of these ETs are actually you, and they're here to help you. So I think what we can expect in, in the big step is connecting with our higher selves, connecting with our star families, and beginning to awaken and activate all of these incredible gifts that we have like there's gonna be no cap on the everybody's unique everybody's had unique lifetimes and experiences and unique gifts and they're beginning to awaken now like for example not too long ago I found out that I was doing like telekinesis and I can do telekinesis with well with like energy and then also on some physical objects as well so that's something that's beginning to develop our innate healing abilities are beginning to develop we're all healers. That's why we're here. Absolutely. Like our DNA is far more 
encompassing that we we think we are <laughs> we're not primitive that's for sure do you think every absolutely everybody will awaken or yeah there's a lot of different perspectives on that some people think oh those that won't awaken they won't be continuing i don't know what's your thoughts on that so i think well the planet's ascending and i think it depends on the contracts that people have and what they choose to experience very true yes yeah so i feel like some people won't but i don't feel like one day we're gonna wake up and half the planet's gone (laughs) (laughs) i don't feel like that's gonna happen (laughs) that would be very traumatic that would not be lucrative for us (laughs) not at all (laughs) so i think everybody's going at their own pace but ultimately the planet is ascending absolutely absolutely you know the whole 5d um popular thing that's that's being being said mm-hmm. it's just to me it's not like over there yeah like you said it's just consciousness it's just a way of perspective it's a way of feeling that makes people either stay in 3d or 5d but it's not like we're going to be going to another planet <laughs> yeah and just like what jesus said have the heaven is within <laughs> it is a experience as i began activating my dna and developing these gifts, raising my vibration, manifesting became easier. So I think we can live in the 5D right now. It's it's more of a state of being. Yes. And when you say activate DNA, what do you mean by that? And how can someone activate their DNA? Yeah, I love DNA activation. They put me through, I call it Starseed Boot Camp, the ETs did, where they were teaching me about DNA and I would begin receiving visions of like the Pleiadians would show up and then they'd show me a DNA and they would show me my DNA lighting up and they said that they were activating it. So I worked with them. And as that happened, I began experience, like reality began changing around me. My consciousness was raising manifestation and things like that, developing new gifts and abilities. So it's incredible. That's a big part of why we're here. We're activating our DNA. I do have resources on my channel And I'm actually working on DNA activation kits where everything that you need to activate your DNA and exactly how I did it will be in these kits. A few tips that I have, I would do like mantras and affirmations. I am activating my starseed DNA. I am living up to my highest potential. I am developing my gifts. I am, you know, all of those things. And then I would repeat those things each day. And I have affirmations on my channel, the same affirmations that I did. So I did that each day. And you can also do DNA activations. I have the the Sunday live activations I do. I'm channeling those frequencies that activate your DNA. So you can, uh, light language, you could find light language. That's very activating. And just setting the intention and asking is um, a big part of it. Awesome. So those kits are available on your website, which I'll put in the show notes. And is that like a membership? Um, no, it's just going to be, and I'm working on them right now. So they are, are they are not out yet, but on my website, there is a, a button that says sign up to be notified when DNA activation kits are done. That's what I've been having people do. It's going to have a few channeled pieces in it that will automatically activate your DNA just listening to it, you know, invoking the help from the ETs. And frequency. Frequency is a big part of it. There are frequencies to activate your DNA. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So just listening to that is activating. And it will have kind of like some exercises and things like that. It'll be just kind of like a, a group of different resources and things and channeled material that you can listen to that will do it naturally. 
Perfect. And now when people start listening to the, these tracks, what can they expect? Like, how can they tell, oh, I'm being activated. Oh, um, <laughs> my consciousness is raising. So they kind of know, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're moving along versus it's not working. Great question. And if you go on any of the Sunday live activations, they're all on my (laughs) channel. Take a look at the comments because I invite people to share Mm. their experiences and people are having physical sensations. They're feeling tingling in their crown chakra, tingling around their bodies, warming up They're They are receiving visions. They are receiving revelations, just having profound spiritual experiences. So that's kind of how you know, you you'll feel different. It takes a little bit of practice. I focused heavily on it for a couple of months, but I can tell you just from doing like one activation, you will have some sort of an experience and you will know. Right. And like you mentioned, it's going to be different for everybody. So yeah, don't compare yourself to what somebody else is experiencing because you may very well have something completely different. Yeah, that's 100% it too. Yeah, definitely. Everybody's different. Everybody will feel it in different ways. Everybody receives messages in different ways. Mine's very visual. Um, some people get more of the feeling or the knowing. Yeah, mine is more of a visual and the knowing, but there's so much more, so much more under. And that's another thing. The word psychic is such a big umbrella mm-hmm. that I think a lot of people like pigeonhole that word, that word to just think, oh, someone who can see what's going to happen in the near future. <laughs> oh, and it's so much more than that. Um, okay. And with with your skills, clearly you've you've developed quite a few and are going to develop more. For someone who fear, who fear that, mm-hmm. people who want to be on an awakening journey but fear like, oh, I, I'd like to, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. awaken to to my true nature, but I don't want mm-hmm. to buck up with extraterrestrials. <laughs> What's your message for, yeah. for that? Well, they'll only give you what you are ready for too. It was um a process. For them introduce like like I said, they took probably like five months to even tell me that they were <laughs> to actually like see, visually see them and for them to tell me that I was a a star seed. So they'll give you like what you are ready for. So don't be afraid. And I tell them all the time, I'm like, you guys better not show up in my condo, like, <laughs> like you know, because it's it can be shocking. We're human, so it's like you know, it's human nature to um just kind of like fear the unknown a little bit. But having faith trusting, asking, setting your intention. And then fear is a low vibrational thing that a lot of us have to work through. And it comes from a lot of trauma too. So if you are feeling fear or anxiety or worry, or you're feeling very ungrounded, like way too much in your head, too much thoughts, a lifesaver is actually doing a root chakra meditation because in looking up things for the root chakra. You can find a bunch of things on YouTube with it, but the root chakra, which is the red one near the base of your spine is responsible for your sense of safety. So whenever I was experiencing being introduced to like, or sensing like darker energies and in other, and working through traumas and stuff like that, the ETs told me it was in my root chakra. I had to work on my root chakra and then it all went away. The fear went away. It's like a magic key, honestly. I just find it so amazing that your journey was like, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. And they've told me that I'm like the Pocahontas, one of the bridges. And there are many bridges between human, earth, and the star and the metaphysical. So um, it's it's just, it's a process. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Now, you're one-on-one. How do they work? And what are some of the things that you offer? So I do Star Origins readings. 
where I will, so I meditate for an hour before our call. And I just ask to see your star origins, to see any beings that are that you are connected with, and then whatever is most important for you to know to help you on your journey. So sometimes past lives can come up. Sometimes like any blockages or traumas that need to be healed will come up or just a lifetime that, you know, you didn't know about that has some important information for you. And easy next steps to take, whether that be like for your psychic abilities to be activated. There's a a vast array of things, but I basically make contact with your star family and ask them, okay, what do you need to know? And what, what should I show you and tell you? And then it's also an activation in, in itself because I help you connect with them. So yeah, sometimes past lives can come up where you've been you know, your star family, who they are. A lot of the time I'll get like a visual so I can explain what they look like and whatever. Sometimes they'll show me bits and pieces of the future, um, which route to take. It, it really just helps with clarity and, and taking those next steps and then connecting you, you with your star origins and your star family. It's fun. <laughs> Sounds like it. Now, what in terms of um, like for the star families to connect with us down here, is there like a, I don't know, what do you call it, like a minimum requirement for that connection to be made? I'd say, well, asking. And so you would ask, you would be specific. I am looking to connect with my cosmic family of the highest love and light. And then that already like sets the intention. And like I said, they won't give you more than what you can handle. They may just show you uh, like a sign. They may give you a heart in the cloud or you may suddenly like come across some information on the internet that really resonates. And, and that's them also guiding you to another piece to your puzzle, really. So it can happen in so many ways. It's not, it doesn't mean like a UFO or an ET is going to show up and knock on right. your <laughs> So don't, don't be afraid. <laughs> uh, signs and synchronicities, things like that. So you'd want to ask, set that intention. And they're really high vibrational. So just, like I said, getting yourself in a loving state, that's how you can easily, you know, connect with the higher realms. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I have this thing where I love to go for nature walks and do my meditation that way. And then I'll pretty much ask where to stop and I'll do a 360 recording just on my phone. And I've caught like some, like the, uh, what do you call the light from fairies Mm. when I play back the video, but I don't see, I don't see it with my physical eye just because it's just so fast. Yep. The footage. So when I replay it in slow-mo, that's when I see it. Mm -hmm. And it just gives me that boost of like, yes. (laughs) They are here. (laughs) Yes. Indeed. Yeah. Always has been. They've always been here. (laughs) Yep. 100%. There's so many things going on around us. We just can't see. Oh, exactly. (laughs) And you have support. So I would just, you know, let everybody know that you do have support, even if you can't see them or feel them yet. Yeah. You have, you have beings watching over you. Fairies, angels, ET, star family, all sorts of things. Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah, I've actually seen a Sasquatch, not with my eyes open, but I was visited by one one night. Visual. Ooh, tell me about that. Yeah, psychically, I was laying down for bed, and so I closed my eyes. I was getting in that deep 
state about to fall asleep suddenly i see a big hairy arm and it literally i jumped awake i like almost jumped out of my bed it startled me and i was like wait a second who was that and I was like, sasquatch that was sasquatch and i closed my eyes again and then i got to see his face and he was holding like a golden glowing energy in his hands and he said he was doing like reiki healing on me and he was one of my guides <laughs> That's amazing. I, I just have to laugh because they do have that playful energy that I love. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, amazing. That's mm-hmm. So in wrapping up, what messages do you have for those on their awakening journey about to start their awakening journey? Yeah. What message would you have for mm-hmm. them? I would say buckle up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It is, you know, we're going through a huge transformation, a huge transition, and things may look ugly and chaotic on the outside, but that's just because all of the old systems need to fall and and everything that isn't going where we are going needs to kind of be released. So don't feel fear, focus on, and also like in the awakening process, your friends and family, they may kind of like, some of them may fade away some of them may not yeah they may not agree with you they may think you're crazy just ignore them and do you focus on you develop your relationship with your higher self with the universe and like my family a lot of the people didn't they were not cool with the ufos and and learning about the spirituality and stuff so i stopped trying to tell them and i just focused on me and and it totally the vibe totally changed. Then they begin to notice, you know, I'm doing me, I'm I'm doing well, I'm growing, my light is getting brighter. So then everything just magically fell into place and then they became more open and um yeah. So just Yes. Yeah. That that is important. It's not like you have to end relationships. It's just you don't have to force anything on them, right? You're mm-hmm. just doing you and by default, you're right. They will just see it. And I I find that just keeping my language to something that they're ready to receive. Right. It helps cushion that relationship. So you don't have to force any opinion on them. Mm-hmm. Just it's all about just accepting. I find that helped me. Like in the beginning of in 2020, I was I still kind of had that that force in mm-hmm. making them see what I saw and until I was like, okay, this this is kind of straining the relationship. Let me just <laughs> let me chill out. And I think that really saved the relationship. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. You know, they'll hear it whenever they're ready to hear it. But I found dropping little hints, like you said, kind of cushioning the language. Yeah. Kind of planting seeds. Those seeds will grow. Just don't try to make them grow. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much. I will put all your links in the show notes. And yeah, we'll definitely have to keep in touch and and see what else comes, what else happens in the next three years. Yeah. (laughs) It was wonderful meeting you. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. Mm